He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will with one L W I L at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in, in Europe. So... Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So there's some kind of defaults, but there's so many things you can customize about how you operate your business. A lot of people have various forms of relationships with, with their clean team, with their operations team, different level of trust that they have, different levels of reporting that they want to get. Build it into the philosophy of the product that different people are going to use it in a different way, and we need to allow for that. Um, instead of trying to force everyone into the same mold. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. Now, let's begin. Running a short-term rental business is challenging and time-consuming. Whether it's 10 units or 1,000 units, trying to keep up with the latest trends, technology, hardware, revenue management, guest support, and R&D, it's become almost impossible and increasingly more expensive for the everyday host. On top of that, all of this tedious work does not allow you to focus on what matters most, and that is your guest. Luckily, this will no longer be a problem. Introducing Journey's MOS, the newest and most advanced tech solution in hospitality. Journey's MOS provides you with a one-stop solution that will automate your entire operation and take care of all of your back office work, allowing you to fully focus on growing your business the way you want to. 
To learn more about MOS, visit Journey online at journey.com. That's journey, J-U-R-N-Y dot com. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm super excited. Uh, we have another amazing founder to interview on the podcast. So, Asaf, how are you doing, my friend? And welcome all the way from uh, Hawaii. I love, uh, I think you're probably my second or maybe my first actual recording uh, guest that is in Hawaii. How are you doing today? Hi, Will. Thanks for having me on the show today. Uh, really a pleasure to be here. Of course. Well, um, I'm excited to just jump right in. Uh, you and I got introduced to your team, actually. They said uh, they reached out and was like, hey, you know what? Asaf would be a great guest. Let's get him on the show. And uh, after having our pre-interview, you are a great guest, and I'm excited to hear your story. So let's jump in. Um, you are the founder of Turnover B&B. Uh, for those who don't know what Turnover B&B is, um, the easiest way to describe it is a, a an app for and a marketplace for uh, housekeepers and property managers or hosts to connect and sync and automate their turnover days uh, via their calendar, whether it's Airbnb or uh, through a property management software. So I would love to hear how this all started. Uh, how did you get into this uh, crazy industry that we call vacation rentals and uh, create the business that you have today? Yeah, it's a great introduction, Will. And, um, you know, the way I, I got started is I was hosting um, and was, you know, I got into it thinking, you know, passive income yeah. is going to be easy, just going to be like making money, doing nothing. Uh, but that's, you know, it's been every, everything but passive, it was just so involved. And I, I found it, you know, that the most involved part was not not the guest part, but really like the cleaning, um, you know, coordinating the cleaning, finding the cleaning, just everything around it. It was just so time consuming. Uh, so I figured I'll, you know, being a software engineer by training, um, having built apps before, like, okay, I'm just going to build an app and, you know, I'm just going to automate the shit out of it, yeah. which I did. Um, and it solved my personal problems. And I, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm just going to put it out for the community um, and just let people, you know, en enjoy it. Uh, and I put it out there um, and just immediately got a lot of people using it. Um, wasn't planning on making it um, into a big business or anything. Um, just, just let people use it. But it turned out that it was just so demanding. Yeah people's expectations were like through the roof. Um, and I figured that, you know, as a hobby, uh, this is not fun, right? Just like dealing with pe people complaining and, and demanding more and more things. I just wasn't able to put in the time to, to do that as a hobby. Um, so I decided to go into it as a business. Mm. Um, I remember the early days, I would kind of bang out features on my own. I would also man the, the customer service bubble you know you know people would click on the bubble be like hey like can you do that and i'd be like yeah let me let me you know go into the code change it and you know kind of make it happen like live 
yeah. as they were chatting with me. Um, and obviously these days are, are long gone. If you go to our website, I'm probably not going to be the one <laughs> handling the, the kind of customer service uh, bubble. Um, but it was a great experience. Just, just learning kind of unfiltered, unmediated conversation with the users and what they want and their pain points was just a, such a great learning experience for me. Um, and, you know, just, eating your own dog dog food, as they say, you know, just using your own product to solve your own problems yeah. also gives you a great perspective. For sure. And how many properties were you running when you created turnover BNB? Was it just one and you wanted to help and automate that? Or did you have a couple that you were, you were one of mine and a couple for, you know, for a friend. Yeah. So it really wasn't that many and the, the problems were compounding mm -hmm. very quickly. Yeah. Well, it's just funny how, you know, this, this day and age, if you look at it, like our parents, when they had a problem, they could never really say, let's create an app. We will just create an app for it. Um, nowadays it's like, uh, if you want to do something or know something, you usually say, let's create an app. Or a lot of the times I get, let's create a podcast. So this is a great idea. Um, and so, uh, I love that you went down that road of just, Hey, I have a problem. Uh, I'm tired of turnover days, um, being, you know, such a time suck. Uh, let me just solve this problem by creating an app. And I think I see a common uh, similarity between founders, uh, whether it's in the vacation rental industry or if it's outside of that, uh, you know, you have uh, Jeff Bezos, for example, which was he, he, like you, would get a problem. He would handle the customer service side and then he would be like, hey, you know, what? let's just code it differently and, and make this feature work or make a new feature uh, instantaneously as the, as the feedback was coming in from the audience or from the, from the user. Uh, so I think it's really cool that, you know, when you're starting out doing it, you're doing everything. So where you, now you have a team and you guys are, you're probably more out of the day-to-day -day side of the operations on the product, but more on the, how are we going to grow and, and, and create this vision? So what were the next steps after you've created this? Um, when you turn it to a business uh, instead of a hobby, what were, I guess, what were the fundamental changes that you created within the company uh, to start doing immediately to get to where you guys are today? So, you know, I didn't start it alone. I have a, you know, co-founder that, um, he was a good friend of mine, and we went into this together, kind of at the beginning. Um, and I think it made, you know, uh, was a really wise uh, decision. You know, we make a lot of decisions together, and and we're kind of long-term running mates, being able to, you know, to to share a lot of the the glory, but also the, you know, the the hard times of, uh, you know, bringing money from home and. Um, you know, working late nights together. Um, I think it's a great way to, to do something is to do it with someone that you trust. Sure. Um, you know, like initially I, I was, uh, you know, a one man show with like, uh, or a two man show with being just one developer. And then slowly as, as we got more feedback, as we got more traction, you know, we've hired, you know, a great uh, development team and, and design team, but we've always stayed close to the product, um, you know, I've done a lot of, so, you know, as people know that we're not just a, a software, also a marketplace where you can uh, find cleaners to, to help you uh, manage your operations. I mean, that, that was kind of 
one of the, my biggest problem was that I wasn't able to effectively find people, vetted mm -hmm. people to work with, because you know we mistakes are very costly in this industry. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to learn exactly what the experience is and what people go through. I've I've cleaned places myself, right? Mm -hmm. I was. Uh, it's possible that you would have found me on on the platform when I came and I cleaned your house because I wanted to learn what it's like to be um, a user and what you know have this close interaction also with with the customer and and, and their experience. Um, and it's important for us to, to stress that not only the hosts are our customers, the cleaners are our customers too. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we treat them with equal regard. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think that's a, a unique side. Um, you know, a lot of the times in the industry, you see service providers serving one user base, whether it's property managers or whether it's cleaning or whether, um, revenue managers or whatever it may be um so the fact that you're serving two different very different parties but they both obviously need each other cleaners need property managers property managers need cleaners um what was it like creating this marketplace like how how did you attract any users on that side because uh you know you kind of i at least i've struggled with this right when as a property manager uh, of my own uh, you know, we have a great solid B2B marketing, you know, strategy. We, we know our partners, we, we know the tech, we know this, we know that, but when it comes to B2C outside of OTAs and some, you know, casual email marketing, um, B2C marketing is very different. Um, so how did you guys attract the, the different user bases for, uh, turnover BNB? You know, I, I don't know if that's, that's a known term or, something that we use internally, but we like to call it kind of like product-led marketing. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we try to invest in the product and the experience um, kind of above and beyond what what is called for. And, you know, in every product meeting that we sit at, you know, we, you know, we, we kind of mock up the, the, the feature. And then I ask my team, how are we going to do the extra mile in this feature. Like this yeah. is functional, this is fine, but what's the extra mile? Like what's that like chocolate on the pillow, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that kind of makes it a great user experience. Um, and it is our customers and, you know, both kinds of customers that, that promote us, that talk about us, that, that invite their friend, be like, oh, this is, this is really great, you should use it. Um, mm -hmm that has been kind of our growth engine is, is just really great user experience and customer satisfaction that that is that is kind of our product led marketing philosophy um yeah. you just invest in the product and you know people will will reward you for good quality for good experience yeah that's a good statement and it kind of brings to a point i would love to get your opinion on um because i think it's probably different, not probably, it is a lot different now after the year we've had with, with COVID-19 and all this other stuff. But, um, you know, I feel like the overall user experience when it comes to tech, especially from my side, when I was on the hotel side, it, the user experience is not friendly. Um, booking platforms and booking engines uh, were not mobile friendly and it was all clunky and it was just a pain in the butt to book a hotel room. 
um, and and all this other stuff. So, to, you know, going into the user experience side for you, what was the the strategy behind it? Was it just, hey, let's just simplify the hell out of it. Let's make it so simple that a nine-year-old could book a cleaner or find a, a you know a, whatever they needed to do on the on the app the platform um was it simplifying the user experience first and then beautifying it or was it beautifying it and then simpling it down um from there i mean I, I think it's an evolutionary process if i when i look at screenshots of our product from three years ago i cringe <laughs> I just, it's you know how you look at photos from yourself when you were like 11 or something you're just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> that's embarrassing you know or or um damn facebook memories get you every time yeah yeah it's just sort of like you know kind of bad haircuts from the 80s but th that's <laughs> how i feel about kind of looking back um and and it keeps going like i because i remember three years ago i was looking back at two years ago and thinking ah you know yeah uh, it's it's an evolution sure. um but, but the mindset is that you need to simplify things just enough. Um, but you can't take something complicated that is truly complicated and simplified because then you are hiding crucial elements of it. Some things are complicated and can't be simplified. So you just have to display them as they are um, and always keep, keep, keep it in your mind that um, people are busy not going to read they're, they're just going to go through a certain kind of default path and you have to make sure that that path is kind of forgiving um that you're you're not making um, mistakes along the way that you can't you know backtrack and fix um we you know we're we make mistakes too so we, we you know we go back and review um our features and revise and revise and revise and revise and the first version is is never um never good enough yeah 100 percent. well i also want to kind of come back to a statement that you said in the beginning of the episode uh which is you know you got into this really thinking passive income this is gonna be great i'll sit on the beach drink a couple margaritas or have a beer and and make some money while doing nothing uh we i think you know you and i probably had the same uh learning uh, experience which was this not passive there's nothing passive about vacation rental management when it comes to doing it professionally and doing it on a scale of one or more let's just be honest if you have more than one property if you have one property even still it's not passive you can't fully automate this whole thing um so for you what what makes you why why can't we have a fully passive income base uh, in this industry when it comes to vacation rentals? Do you think that we overcomplicate everything or is it just because we're human, we deal with other humans and at the other day, humans are not simple and they cannot be automated uh, to the extreme uh, that we, we all think. You know, I think that it can be, it can come close to passive, but uh, you need to build a process and that kind of takes time to do, right? So for example, you know, the, around the cleaning, there's a lot of things that can be automated, you know, the scheduling, the quality control, um, you know, the, the payments, the restocking, a lot of these things can be put into, you know, kind of a cleaning process that we can codify on turn of a BNB for you and, and save you 
unbelievable amount of time. Um, it just takes a little bit of, of, of effort from your part to kind of like put this system into place, um, find a few people that you trust to execute it. Um, and, and from there, you know, there's obviously a lot of things left to do, like, you know, promote your listing, um, interact with the guests to some extent, um, but it can come, it can come close to passive, but it, it's a process. You, you have, they have to discover and, and it's not one fits all. Um, yeah, no, I was, uh, I don't, I'm trying to figure out who said, I think it was David Jacoby from hostfully, uh, great guy. Great guy. Yes. Um, the man, myth, and legend, as we we have a running joke uh, on the podcast with him. Uh, but I think he said earlier today because we were today's my recording day, and so uh, we were talking about. And he's like, you know, doing the industry report that they do, um, getting you know, and reading the answers and, and uh, submissions from a, a property manager. Uh, you know, you're looking at the under the hood of one property management, and when you do that, guess what? It's not one size fits all. It's not going to apply to every other submission. You literally have only seen the inside of one property management company. Uh, and it, that's it. There's nothing, there's nothing magical behind that because it doesn't apply to everybody. So you can't just take one set of data or, or submission and answers and, and whatever and, and apply it to the rest because, again, everyone's running it differently with systems that are different from others, different markets, different everything. And every vacation rental is different from the other as well. So yeah, long story short, it's a, it's a philosophy that we put into our product, which is not everyone is going to be using our product in the same way. So, yeah. you know, there's some kind of defaults, but there's so many things you can customize about how you operate your business. Um, so we, you know, a lot of people have, you know, kind of various forms of, of relationships with, Know, with their clean team, with their operations team, different level of trust that they have, different levels of reporting that they want to get. Um, so we build it into the philosophy of the product that different people are going to use it in a different way. And we need to allow for that um, mm -hmm. instead of trying to kind of force everyone into the same mold. Yeah. Um, like putting a square uh, peg into a circle yeah. hole. Uh, it's not going to work, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 I like that. And so I, I don't know there, it seems like, you, you know, you're talking about all the different revisions you guys made of the product and the, the user experience. Um, what has been the biggest uh, challenge or growth that you as a founder or you and your team have faced when it comes to creating a project for such a, a big and wide and vast and different industry um, than others? You know, like we just said, no vacation rental manager is the same. So what's been the biggest challenge for you guys when it's come to, you know, come to creating this product at the scale that you guys have it now? So, you know, I think one of the major differences between different property managers is like the number of properties that they manage. So we initially started out serving smaller uh, hosts and then, you know, gradually kind of adjusted the product, uh, you know, to the point where you can manage hundreds uh, of properties on it and kind of rethinking about a lot of the workflows that like make sense when you have five properties, but don't make sense when you have 500, you know, properties. Um, and that, that has been, you know, a struggle, which, um, 
you know, I'm glad most of it is is behind us, but um, it it's definitely has been a challenge, kind of scaling the the interface to accommodate kind of a larger um, you know company that is yeah. managing. Um, I've said this on Slick Talk many times before, and as time goes on, it becomes more and more true. Operators have been so used to multiple logins, different dashboards, and overall segregated data points for their hospitality brand. I'm proud to say this is no longer going to be the case for the industry. As a podcast partner, Journey MOS is made for operators by operators. One dashboard, one solution to keep your business in shape and ahead of the competition. If you think this is too good to be true, then you need to go to journey.com. That is J-U-R-N-Y.com to learn how Journey MOS can get you ahead of the big players in your market. And now back to the episode. That should, that, that has been a challenge. Um, you know, we're still, um, you know, in, 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 in the process of, of, making it even easier and, and kind of seamless. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, a lot of companies kind of start big and then go down. We started small and then um, go up. And, you know, speaking of, of David from Hostfully, we have a lot of wonderful um, customers uh, with Hostfully that are integrated. We have a API integration between Hostfully and Turnover BNB, and it's been, it's been wonderful. That's good. Good to hear. And uh, I may or may not have signed up and uh, started using Turnover BNB for for a couple of our properties before the episode, so I can attest to the user base and the, the friendliness of it from a property manager standpoint. So I do have to give you guys kudos, and uh, we'll do a little one of these, you know. For... <laughs> I love it. Um, and now I I guess I want to kind of go back to your origin a little bit when you created Turnover BNB. Uh, were you working a full-time job before? What were you doing before any of this started? Um, you said you were a developer uh, by by training, so I'm kind of curious to know a little bit more of your background outside of uh, turnover BNB and vacation rentals and all this stuff. Right. So I I um I went to school for computer science, um, in Israel. So I'm I'm from Israel. Um, okay. I graduated, um, and then I moved. Uh, with my then wife to uh, New York City. I worked in, in the city for a couple of startups, uh, kind of got the, the startup bug. Yeah. Um, I worked for uh, Nokia for a while in, okay. in Boston. Yeah. Um, did some interesting things there. Um, then it was just way too cold in Boston. So I had to move to the warmest place that, that I could find, <laughs> which makes sense. Uh, in in uh, in Honolulu, um, then I went to business school because I really figured, well, you know, I'm really want to, you know, do do some kind of startup, some kind of, um, you know, something with all this experience that I've gathered, uh, but I don't have like the business training or the financial training, and yeah. so the MBA was a really great way, to kind of invest in myself, learn what I, you know, the gaps that I had. Um, and, you know, while I was doing the MBA, I was hosting just as a way of, mm. uh, you know, leveraging, you know, my property and, and making some money while I'm, while I'm in school. And, but that wasn't my goal. I was like, 
to get into this is just kind of like just fell in my lap. Um, yeah. That's kind of the common, you know, trend I think we see on the podcast with founders is that it, we kind of, the, the line has been, you know, I kind of just stumbled into vacation rentals or stumbled into yeah. hospitality, kind of ran into it, um, which is cool because I think, you know, the most unexpected surprises uh, can usually be the best in some ways, right. not all the time, but, you know, knock on wood, most of the time they're pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, hosting on the side to, to creating, you know, a very well-known worldwide app that uh, brings hosts and uh, or property managers and cleaners together, which is pretty significant, uh, especially during these days when we have such a, a shortage, it seems like in a lot of different areas for, for good cleaners and all that other stuff uh, that goes into it. So it's pretty yeah, impressive. That, that's true. I mean, bringing up the, the shortage issue, um, you know, I think there are enough people who want to work. Um, you just need, but there isn't a, a perfect information in the world, right? Like we're trying to help with that. We're trying to connect everyone that is looking and everyone who wants to work. Um, and it's definitely been booming. Um, and we're very proud of, you know, making our platform um, a great place to make a living. So there are, you know, thousands of people who count on turnover BNB as like the primary source of income uh, for mm -hmm. their families. And that's like just something I'm so incredibly proud of is, um, you know, knowing that, you know, we're helping all these families and then yeah. all these people kind of build a business and people build great businesses. Um, on turnover BNB. Yeah. You'd no, be really surprised like how much money people are making. <laughs> I I'm sometimes I, I question myself. I'm like, man, doing property management is great, but I think I should have gone in like the cleaning business because it's not glamorous work, but man, some of my some of my cleaners are making a killing right now. Um way more money than I'm making. So it's uh <laughs> yeah, pretty impressive. <laughs> Uh, which is, yeah, I always, I question that every night. It's the one thing that keeps me up. Um, I am kind of curious. So what is, what do you, where do you see this going? You know, we 2022, I think we're all feeling very optimistic about um, just from the year, two years we've had. And so where do you, where do you see this really taking off and, 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 and creating this future uh, product and, and company? Where do you, where do you see yourself? next couple of so, years you know I, th I think for this year the outlook is, is also positive from from our perspective i think like at least in the u.s covid has nothing on us um <laughs> <laughs> i think it you know what, what's going on right now is kind of it's very short term in a matter of weeks it's going to be behind us um and there's all this pent-up demand for people to just meet and interact you know yeah. there's people that i haven't met in like years and i'm just like, in two years and i'm just like i need to see them right yeah. like people will travel a lot um just once there's a little less uncertainty um yeah. and then with with regard to our business specifically um you know we're continuing to improve the product and you know the more and more there is a compounding effect because for the most part i think we delivered a wonderful 
experience. Um, and, and people can't, you know, um, stop from just telling their friends and, and, and spreading it. Um, we've tried as hard as we can kind of to like market ourselves, but we come, we don't even come close to the effect of, of just like word of mouth and, and, and great experience that people share, you know, just old fashioned way or on social media. Um, so we're, you know, bracing for another wonderful year of, of, of growth and innovation and improvements. Um, well, it sounds like from your your team as well, you guys have quite the roadshow to hit this year when it comes to conferences and in-person events. It sounds like you guys are going to be a big part of that pent-up demand uh, when it comes to traveling. So it'll be really cool to start seeing a lot of you and and your marketing team and everyone else that I've kind of got to meet over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's it's a exciting time for a lot of companies in our space. Um, yours is one of them, or it's it's really cool to finally. You know, I've heard about Turnover BNB. Uh, pretty early on from when I started the podcast and getting into uh, the vacation rental space, but getting to finally actually meet you now, it's like, wow, I can't believe I didn't meet you sooner, which is uh, just funny how everything lines up in the way it has. But yeah, I think uh, you're hundred percent right. And that, that pent up demand that I need to meet these people in person uh, feeling is still there after everyone met at VRMA this last year. Um, I think that's going to carry on throughout, you know, everyone's planning conference season uh, like I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for, you know, to, to go to every conference that we, you know, possibly can go and, and meet and, um, you know, bounce ideas and make deals and yeah. partnerships and, um, you know, learn from, from everyone in the industry. And um, I think it's going to be an amazing year. We're looking forward to, to you know, in-person events. Yes. Uh, you know, we've been locked in our in our houses for, you know, I've not really locked, but uh, you know, just conferences haven't really uh, happened um, yeah. past two years. But you know, we were excited to, to attend. Yeah. Um, any great shows that you were uh, thinking about? Oh, you know, just uh, just a couple. I can't drop can't drop announcements yet, but uh, one for sure before VRMA would be a great one that I can think of. And then, of course, yeah, VRMA. Uh, for actually for me this year, I think um, me and my team, we're going to try to attend a podcast conference for the first time. So that'll be, yeah, that'll be, that'll be exciting. Change of change yeah. of scenery and change of people, which yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be learning some stuff to bring back to the show here, but yeah. We're attending um, a corporate housing show in Tampa. Okay. Um, at the end of the month, which is I think very interesting because corporate housing and short-term rentals are kind of like, sort of merging as an industry uh if you think about you know i remember i you know i was traveling for work and you know they put me up at this like place for for two months it was like a corporate housing place but today they would probably just put me in an airbnb or yeah. you know somewhere else um, it wouldn't be like a dedicated corporate housing situation um, and, and I think those two industries are kind of merging and have very similar needs. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, that that kind of brings up a kind of a random question, but more of where do you, what are the big trends that are, uh, I won't say that aren't being discussed, but 
what are some different things that you're seeing? Cause you probably see a lot of different moving pieces on the back end when it comes to property managers and their operations versus cleaners and their operations and all this other stuff. But what do you see, you know, shifting like kind of like corporate housing, is there anything else in the industry that you're kind of putting a prediction on or, or calling a, calling a new shift? I think there is look a lot more um, kind of institutional um, money coming into the industry and kind of strong um, brands that are like, okay, this is a mature market. Yeah. We're going in, you know, like, for example, like, you know, the likes of Marriott mm-hmm. and, you know, a few other players uh, have been kind of reaching out to us thinking, okay, like we're going into this uh, business. How do we do like housekeeping at scale, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, let's, let's talk. I can definitely help you with that. Um, so there's, there's interesting big players that are, are, are stepping in with known brands that I think will be interesting to see um, how that affects things. Yeah. Uh, we're we're talking about um, standardization uh, within vacation rentals or short-term rentals um, comparatively to hotels. Where hotels, you know, you know when you stay at a courtyard in Hawaii and you stay at a courtyard in Boston, uh, guess what? They're going to be pretty damn close to the same. You have the same expectation for uh, shampoo and conditioner and body wash and face wash and washcloths and towels and linen and all the other setups of the room and design and feel. Um, granted they are going through like courtyards of kind of a bad example because they're just finally rebranding it and re- revamping it after 30 years of not, not doing anything with the brand. But, um, you have that expectation as a, as a booker, as a repeat guest, whether it's you know, Boston to Honolulu, uh, for vacation rentals or an Airbnb quote unquote, um, you know, people don't have that standardization. We don't know what to expect sometimes because either a individual host to, uh, bought the property, wanted to make some passive income, uh, all those types of stuff, or it's the property management side, where it's probably a little bit more professionalized, but not to that standard. There's still that uniqueness uh, to it where sometimes the traveler doesn't know what to expect. Uh, do you see that becoming with the institutional uh, you know, money and players like Marriott and all this other stuff coming into the, the space? Do you see that going to be shifting towards more uh, standardization across the board, or are you still going to see it's going to be fragmented um, and, and different per, again, property, property manager, host, all that stuff. I mean, I think obviously, like when you come in with a brand, there's always, um, you know, the standardization part of it. Like if yeah. you go to Marriott, you know, Marriott, you, you don't have that hesitation. You've booked hotel rooms in a Marriott, you know, it's going to be fine. It's going to be clean for sure. Right? Like it's going to be okay. <laughs> that, that is, you know, I mean, I know for me, I book vacation rentals when I go on vacation with my family mm-hmm. and I just want to have like more space. Yeah. I don't want to pay for two, you know, rooms, you know, or and, and kind of, rooms that they call suites yeah. now. Yeah. 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 And just kind of have like all the suitcases on the floor and everything is kind of tiny. And like, I want to be able to like make breakfast and, you know, that for me, that's where vacation rentals shine is when it's just like, when you need space, yeah, right. Um, when I go to a conference, and I just need to uh, uh, put my my head down and, and sleep and have a hot shower, yeah. I go to a courtyard. Like 
I don't want to have like an adventure. You know, I just, I just want something close to the conference and just like clean. Yeah. I, you don't even care about the clean part. You know, just, <laughs> and, and, and you know, that if you're going to go to courtyard, it, it's going to be yeah. at very minimum. It's, it's just going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, you're not looking for that great hospitality experience. You, I think business travel is, 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 is one thing. And then staying with a family, that's where vacation rentals shine. And, yeah. and, and it's just, cause it's just better, right? You just have a better, um, you know, more space, probably the location is better. Um, and I think that's, it doesn't even have to be yeah. standardized. I think like as a whole, the industry, as we continue to deliver a good experience, I think customers expectations are going to align with that. And, um, and if you offer a better product in terms of, you know, kind of larger spaces, more inviting design, then, then people won't, won't hesitate. Remember, you know, 10 years ago, they're like, Oh, are we in rewind? Is someone else going to live there? You know, the, you don't have that expectation anymore. I imagine. Yeah. Well, it's just funny to hear the CEO of a cleaning, uh, uh, product, uh, not cleaning product, but a cleaning app that helps cleaners and hosts uh, connect with each other. Say, yeah, I don't even care if it's clean. Uh, it's just, it's kind of funny to hear you say that. Um, no, but I totally agree. It's it's very different when it comes to, like you said, conference. I just want to be close to the the venue. I don't want to, have to worry about you know going too far. I don't need all the space. I just really want a place to lay my head. Uh, versus vacation or a workcation or whatever you want to call it. Uh, maybe meeting up a bunch of other entrepreneurs and one-to-one destination or doing a co-working thing uh, that's more likely to be a vacation. A family reunion, you know. Yeah, like, 100%. It's just that hotels are not not a great fit for that, right? No. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, that's that's a good, good point to make. Um, well, I always like to kind of wrap up the episodes with this one and last final question. Uh, for our guests on the show and is if not that you're going to but if you had one place to send any listener right now where would it be would it be your linkedin profile would it be the website um, the app store for you guys uh, where would you send the one listener we're obviously going to take everything in the show notes but if you had one spot for anyone listening right now to go where would they go yeah i think our website does a pretty good job at you know telling our story and uh, taking you uh, where you need to go, whether it's to manage your um, existing team or find new team members um, or mix and match. I love that. I love that. Well, you heard it here first, Slick Talkers. Uh, go ahead, check out the show notes. There's going to be more than one link, but go ahead, check it out. Go to the website and don't forget to like and subscribe to everything turnover, BNB, and cleaning and property management and everything else that we just talked about. And if uh, you guys have any questions, you can always reach out and we'll see you all again next week. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoy the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.
What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.